0: Mm -hmm.
1: This is part two of rule number one of the podcast, How to Stay Married, written by a divorce lawyer and his wife. So
0: rule number one was basically transparency in marriage, in finances. And we ended off where we uh, talked about business transparency. And we were interrupted by our six-and-a-half-year-old. But uh, she's cute, so we'll let her pass. Um, So I had brought up the concept of delegating money to a spouse because in some marriages, like in the 1950s, the husband, and sadly today, you know, because we were talking about that woman who delegates money to her husband because they, they delegate, okay, this is how much money you have for the week. Like, is that considered transparency? I don't think so.
1: I feel that is multiple issues. One, controlled by one party. It doesn't matter if it's the man or the woman has issues of domestic violence in a way of control, but that's, again, not to say that the, every woman who or man who controls the money is abusive, but it has a it sounds abusive because control of money is one aspect of domestic violence. But
0: so I disagree. I, I hear what you're saying about like controlling the money versus delegating the money. So like. There's part of it where the one party might be controlling, but also there's the part where some one party doesn't want wants to be controlled. Like they want somebody to take care of everything. They don't want to be an adult. They want, oh, you're in charge. You pay the bills. You just tell me how much money I have to spend, and and I don't have to worry about anything because I want to be a child for the rest of my life.
1: Again, that but that shows another issue of immaturity, okay. and which is another issue that people have to work on because mature at in order to have a relationship both parties need to be a, a grow, grown you mean up be adults. adults
0: yeah i don't want to marry a baby i want to marry a man you know exactly um but at that point like transparency you have to be also i feel like you have to also be transparent with yourself i know that sounds like so deep and methodical, but um I think being transparent with your own self about what you feel like like for example when we began writing our budget originally we're like oh we're gonna write we're gonna write this we're gonna write this like this is how much we're gonna spend like that's how much we're spending but then in reality that's not what we really spent so we would go back and it would be like, oh, our budget is this amount of money. But then in reality, we didn't spend that amount of money. Like, we weren't being, like, transparent with our own um, reality.
1: That's true. Again, but we were starting a new habit, which is what I'm talking about. Starting a new habit is extremely hard. And people may not understand that getting to a place where... You can say that this is your new thing. It's like exercising. You can start for a week or dieting, do it for a day, and you forget about it. Budgeting, we've been doing it for...
0: How many years? Six, six
1: years, years now. now. A little while. And we still have a hard time sometimes with it because we will try to... Maybe we'll push it off, but we end up, thank God, every every month we do a budget. But it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that we are... We make don't make mistakes in what we're spending, but we, everything we spend is a partnership and we won't talk about stocks which i think
0: i think what what i like doing with transparency which i think we do really well is our whatsapp we have that whatsapp budget where like every time we do spend something it goes directly into the whatsapp group and now we both are aware of what was spent like um but the only thing I don't like about it is like when we want to give like surprise gifts, like how do you put that in there? It's just annoying. But like, you, thank God you're not, you don't actually like check it very often. So you don't even see what I put in that.
1: <laughs> it depends on the day. But like I said, everything is a skill. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you a, have to work it's on an it. acquired skill that we have to, every, each party have to work on one day at a time. And again, the goal of this is, is that. I would love for people to not get divorced if they can make their marriage saved. I've seen people, to quote my father, get married for the wrong reasons and get divorced for the wrong reasons. Marriages can be saved. I don't include domestic violence, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, gambling abuse, and other issues that you see on the news every day. But I hope that if these podcasts and rules and save even one marriage, it's been worth all the time and effort I put into writing them and recording these podcasts, because that's my wo- hope for this. But if you
0: do need a divorce, you can go online. What's your website, Sweetie Bag?
1: FamilyAttorneyNY.com Have a good day. Good morning, everyone. This is rule number two of rules of staying married. Written by a happily married divorce lawyer. I'm here with my wife, Pesci. Hi. My name's Mendy White. I'm a divorce attorney in New York City. And today we're gonna to discuss rule number two. Rule number two is is that people, people don't realize that the number one call of divorce I have deserved is not cheating or domestic violence. It's the fact that they can say they have no idea what their spouse's income is or that the spouse controls his finances and that spouse doesn't know what the bank they use is named. A couple should have joint accounts and should share everything they do with money, not because they need permission from their spouse, but to have a good communication with them.
0: I think um, I was going to say, when you said that, you know, not permission, it always reminds me of any time I'm thinking of buying something, I call you up and I'm like, what do you think of this? And it's not like I'm asking you for you to say, yes, dear, you can buy that. It's, um, I value your opinion. I think it's more about at that point it's about respect. You know, at the at any good foundation to a relationship I think is respect.
1: It also goes to the issue of I remember my grandparents where my grandfather was an accountant and he was in charge of the finances and my grandmother was a teacher and she didn't know where the bills were not because they didn't have a good relationship they were married for almost 50 years but he just was responsible for the finances and she didn't know where things were and so on and she needed help to do that.
0: I still think it goes back to respect. It goes back to the fact that I think that your mind can handle this. Like you're an adult, you're a smart person, you are a smart individual. I value your input, your intuition. I value I value you as a per- person. I'm not saying like listen, you know at when I want to buy something, I don't expect you to be like, "Oh, I love that fashion," or "I love that." Yeah, like I don't expect your fashion taste. I don't expect <laughs> us to have the same, same, you know.
1: I think we have different fashion. I, I don't think
0: you have a fashion sense. But
1: <laughs> wow, That's communication, right there, but, ladies and gentlemen.
0: But that being <laughs> said, I value your brain. I value who you are as a person. That's why I married you. I value, I value you.
1: And I use the, my the. One story I remember when I just became a lawyer and it scared me about marriage was this young Jewish couple at a Jewish divorce where I was there watching my partner uh, doing the Jewish divorce called a get and I asked why are these people getting divorced and he said that the husband had had $100,000 in the bank that he, she didn't know about until a year into the marriage that he hid from her and that was one of the main reasons for the divorce. And we can argue whether that's a reason for a divorce, but we can't put ourselves in those shoes. There obviously were other reasons, but hiding th- funds, hiding things, and anything—whether it's money, diseases, or whatever—and those things we'll discussed later on. Those are things that should not be done. You should be an open book. You don't. If, and I have one more thing. I know you want to say something. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, have <laughs> a friend, I know that. Look, is I have a friend of mine who. Uh, he's very rich, very rich. But he does not tell people what he's worth when he's dating them because he doesn't want to date certain type of people. And I respect that. But I also think that once you get to a certain point in a relationship, you have to be open and honest about what you have. Because if they don't think that they can trust you, why do they want to be with you?
0: So, uh, several points. Let's see if I remember all of them. <laughs> so, the first one that uh, I wanted to bring in was that you were saying about, you know, dating and finances. Um, I remember when we were dating and I was Uh-oh. on our first date. And I asked you, I'm like, how much debt did you have? Remember? And you're like, oh, 150. It was not 150. Double that.
1: <laughs> I would argue it was, but we didn't include interest. But also was a you difference. Did, you just
0: didn't know what you had. I did, I like, did not know. Hiding hiding funds is different than not knowing what you have. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big, you know, discrepancy that you need to know about. And the other thing is, is being an open book. Being an open book has its time and place. Like starting day one and being like, these are my bank accounts. These are like, it it takes time. Like this was a year uh, with your story. This was a year into the marriage. Who's to say he he didn't you know. He didn't have that beforehand. Like, when I hear that story, what I hear about is he felt that they were dating for a year into their marriage. Because when you're dating somebody, you don't want them to know everything about you. You'll slowly let them know. But all of a sudden, for example, in the Jewish community, you know, you're Orthodox, sorry, in the Orthodox Jewish community, they date, what, three months? And then, ta-da, they're engaged. Like, Mm -hmm. you have three months to get to know somebody, you know, in and out. And then now you have to know everything being an open book, you know. And... To me, that, that's hard. That's hard for somebody to, day one, be like, this is me, and 100%, and, and I understand, you know, me and you, we're, we're different than most people. We're, <laughs> we're so open, so honest,
1: like, we're just an open book starting, uh, Sometimes a little too honest, I will say, but...
0: Exactly, you're a little too honest, so like, it... it I am. Yeah, but it, comes, <laughs> but it comes like, but it's like, you have to have a time and a place for everything.
1: I think that... Pause. I can't. I think that children make podcasts almost impossible to do. But at the end of the day, there is a middle ground with honesty and communication. And that people need to figure out where they are. I also think you shouldn't get married until you think you trust that person to some degree. And if you feel that you cannot trust somebody with knowledge of money, that might be a very large flag in order to get married to that person. And now that she's back... (laughs) Sorry. Children. being
0: a mom of three.
1: So hard. But... As yeah, I so said, you. I did my job. I'm done. I retired. Um, <laughs> but as I said, at the end of the day, there needs to be open communication about finances. It should never be a point that the other side does not know what the other person does for a living, doesn't know where their bank accounts are, doesn't know what their income is. There yeah. should be a complete because you can't do. For example, okay, one you of
0: the- talked for enough. I'm putting you on hold for a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to my part about respect. I, the thing is, when you have one person who says, I feel that my intellect is better than yours and I can do this better than you, he might be right. He might be, you know, he's been doing finances for a long time and he knows that. But first of all, besides for the fact that, God forbid, in case one party dies, the other party needs to know how to handle finances and how to do everything. Besides for that part, Again, it goes back to respect. It goes back to, yes, I might do this very well, but I still think that your intellect, your brain capacity can handle just as well as I can. And
1: it's also a growing experience if somebody has a strength, because that's what's going to be in every marriage. My wife, for example, she has a strength of taking care of children and spending time with them. I have a strength of going to work and staying away from my children. So we all have our strengths and weaknesses, but if someone's strength, as she said, As Pesha you just said is that your strength my strength is doing a budget or your strength is cooking we can teach each other things and work together to grow ourselves together and that's part of the adventure of marriage is that we are able to use our strengths together and grow together
0: yeah that i agree with i agree with that is really a marriage because like you're someone's going to be someone's going to be better at something than the other like you know, he might be good at finances. She might be good at cooking, you know, and it's not that she should only be cooking and he should only be doing finances. It's that she should teach him how to cook something. You know, before I met Mendy, he didn't even know how to cook chicken. And like, you know, now he can cook chicken. and, and Get filthy fish. But like... <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. But it's it, it's the idea that you, your spouse takes over things with you. And I think I agree with that phrase that, you know, life is a journey and marriage is a journey, so you're on this journey together you're doing everything you, it, it, you do things together as a unit, and even though you're not like attached at the hip to him or her or whatever, even though you're not attached at the hip to your partner you're still you're still doing things that your partner is good at, and you're gonna do it with them because you're with them, not because yes, yes, they each get their time apart and they do their own thing separately, but when it comes to um certain things you have to do them together whether you like it or not whether it's your thing or not whether you like paying bills guess what no adult likes paying bills but you know what it's a fact of life and you have to just learn to do it you know maybe you're not maybe you don't like cooking fine but you have to learn how to do it because it's a survival skill
1: because let's say your spouse has to go out for emergency or let's say they work at night and you have the kids at night Or they get and they get child. hungry and they get hungry you have to make them food. You have to be prepared to take care of them. There, this or something if this, if you have a child and the child's in the hospital, and the mother's in the hospital for the week and bills are coming in, they have to be, and things have to be taken care of, hospital bills, whatever it is, you need to be able to be, be prepared to know where things are. Here's a debit card. Here's the bank account information. You just, things, life happens. And whether you like it or not, bad things happen to p- good people and bad, good things happen to bad people. It just, at the end of the day. You both need to
0: know where things are. You both need to be able to, to run the household by yourself. Yes, it's great running the household together. It's great, you know, that's the beauty of marriage is that you're a team, you have someone else to rely on. But you have to both be able to do it on your own as well because you don't know what life is going to to throw at you. And like my mother always said, like, you know, you want to be an independent woman. You want to be able to have your own money God forbid, you know, you can't, yes, your husband has a good job, great, but you should also have a good job, because you don't know if your husband's job is going to be there forever, or God forbid if your husband's going to be there forever, and it's vice versa. You have to, you have to love it that you're together, but be prepared to be
1: separate. And again, but it's not to say that you that being a stay-at-home mother is not an option either. The fact that there are many great women who stayed home because, to be with the children. However... I do agree with the fact that a woman or a man, because they both stay home sometimes, should have a backup in case, god something happens to their partner, in order to uh, be able to get there. Which is another thing that life insurance is a huge thing that needs to be done. Yeah. We we follow the Dave Ramsey idea that we only do term life insurance because why not? otherwise? I don't. We, again, we won't get yeah, into that the, issue. that's a
0: different issue. That's because you hopefully after a while you'll have enough money to be self-insured. Yeah,
1: but, but we won't get into that issue today. But at the end of the day, if you guys speak to each other and you have the right financial security and the right communication, your marriage will, will hopefully survive.
0: No, you'll have a better chance. But I think I think uh, back to the, the point of, I love that line, by the way, I think you should quote it. Um, like Which one? That the- live like you're together as a team, but be prepared to be separate. Like, be prepared that you should be able to be able to handle the household by yourself Mm -hmm. and not drown if you're, you know, uh, if God forbid the marriage doesn't work out, you can go on my husband's website. What's your website?
1: Familyattorneyny.com. Anyway, like I said. That is
0: a lawyer advertisement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And as I said, I hope everyone who listens to this is never in need of my services and that they all have a happy marriage and that divorce ends because honestly... Divorce is a horrible thing for everybody. I'm but... so
0: pro-divorce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> pro-divorce because I feel like people go through a, a journey. And sometimes, you know, you guys aren't an eye-to-eye and it works out great. And then, you know, because you people are married like 20, 25 years. And then after a while, they're like, yeah, no, I feel like the journey with this person ended. Like, we grew apart. So that's why I always say grow together because people grow apart. And that happens. And if that happens, then no one should just stay together. For no reason. Let's stay together for the children. I or the hate mortgage. that answer. Or I the hate mortgage. That so much. Like no, you should get divorced for the children.
1: <laughs> but do it in a peaceful way and no fighting. I read Shakira.
0: Uh, Shakira, We're when you talk like that. Oh my God. No fighting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord Almighty. This is
0: what he married.
1: This is uh, Shakira. Did not give me to use her song in this, so we will uh, pretend it didn't not happen. Hear this. She might sue us one day. We'll find out. Maybe she'll call us. But at the end of the day, I hope everyone has a great day and that this this podcast helps you in some way. And if it does, please share it. Uh, And we appreciate any feedback that you have. Have a great day. Anything else you want to say? No,
0: that's it. Enjoy.